Hello and welcome to You Are Human, a show attempting to decode human potential and possibilities by bringing you real stories, real heroes. My today's guest, she is an engineer by profession and an adventurer by heart. I believe she feels it's a responsibility to bring out the stories of other athletes and other sports personalities. That's why she has co-founded a platform called Hunna and she's also doing so much in Dofar. She has started her own community tourism project in Dofar, which is called Gudu. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. We will know the pronunciation from her because it's, it's a bit fine. difficult. <laughs> <laughs> now that she's already, you know, given her input, please let's welcome Noor Almantri. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. So again, how do you pronounce Gudu? See, I'm not even perfect in pronouncing it okay. because I'm not a local, mm -hmm. but every person says it. The locals say, say it in a very good way. So I would say Rudu. Rudu. Yes, Rudu. Rudu. So is it from the Apicotis? Yeah, Rudu. but they, if I pronounce it, they would say it's wrong. Oh, the locals okay. would say it's still wrong. They have their own way of pronouncing it. So my yes. Rudu is also okay. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> So for everybody, even in her introduction, I forgot to mention this one thing because I was so excited to learn the pronunciation, my bad. But uh, uh, Noor is uh, one of Oman's female climbers. So yay <laughs> to females who climb. I mean, I want to do that. It's been on my list to do the Everest Base Camp. That's but amazing. I don't know how, when, when. So yeah. I mean, you have next year, next March. <laughs> Have you have ever time. done the Everest Base Camp? Have yes, you? I've done it twice. Twice? Yes, yeah. because the first time I went was... So the beauty about Everest Base Camp is that you can also go to other mountains within the same time. Right. There are different peaks that you can climb uh -huh. in Nepal after arriving to Everest Base Camp. Right. So I combined that with different peaks. So I've been to two, two peaks along with it. So yeah, um, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's very doable. Uh, you will feel the altitude. You'll feel sick at some point. Right. But um, it's it's uh, it's very it's much really really worth it. It's totally worth it. Yeah, so yeah. Um, this year I went to Nepal in okay. May, and uh, people were doing the Annapurna hike, and I was like, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. And I That's told my friends beautiful. that if not Annapurna, I think we should aim at you know uh, Everest Base Camp. But our training, we've not started anything. So since May, we decided it, but I don't know when it's going to happen. So we're we still in September. Yeah. If we start now, you'll be able to go in March, that's for sure. Hey, yes, that's interesting. Totally. Yeah, but you have to stay committed to that, right? Yeah, you so, have to be consistent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the reason why I could even think of doing it, like before this, I was like, I do not know. You know, I mean, if you want to climb, you have to be a pro athlete, etc. And then when I was reading about you, exactly. in 2018, you decided to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Correct. And you have confessed and you've mentioned it on several occasions that it was then when you became athletic exactly right exactly. so that actually gave me motivation like oh okay yes. so if somebody could do it and now you are such a well-known climber in oman mashallah and you're inspiring so many different people i am one of them all right so you're doing so that so so that's great and I would like to know what happened in 2018 that you decided this. Did you also get inspired by someone like what happened to me? You know, looking uh, at you, I'm like, I want to do this. So what happened to you? Definitely. I mean, uh, well, social media came into the picture. And um, 
I was looking into, I was following this traveling um, account and they used to post this traveling trips and different mountains at the same time. And during that stage of my life, I was in a stage where I was looking for something. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was, but I was just looking for something. And that was me already having a full-time job and doing my thing at work. So Kilimanjaro kept on popping up into my profile every time I open Instagram. It keeps on popping up, popping up. And I'm like, okay, I need this. I need to go. This mm. looks amazing. This looks like a life-changing experience. And this looks like it's going to help me within what I'm looking for, which mm. is what I didn't, I didn't know what I was looking for. I, just, I was just looking for something to do. Mm. And it came up and I signed up. Um, and then, uh, yeah, a few months after signing up, I immediately started training. So I started my training and I would say, so I went in June and I started training, I would say in March. Oh, wow. Yeah. I used to go to the gym occasionally before, mm. but I wasn't doing a lot of endurance training. It was mainly strength. Right. And just, you know, getting to move. Mm. But, um, after signing up for the mountain, no, I was committed into just training for it. And it was, it was a continuous training and I didn't ever miss today. And I remember, I remember that I haven't seen my family as much during those months and my friends. Right. So, um, <laughs> and they were a bit like, what's going on? Why is she always away? Well, I'm training. Okay. Aren't you done with training? I was like, no, this is my first mountain and I just need to work towards it. And thank God I trained hard for it because it really paid off on the mountain. I felt, you feel, when you feel great on the mountain, it's just amazing. Right. Yeah. Um, if you don't get any of the altitude sickness, which right. sucks. Um, and luckily with Kilimanjaro, I think I felt really, really good within the climb. That's amazing. And I was, yeah, with a very good company, with a good group of people from right. different countries. So it was, it was nice to meet new people on the mountain, have a different experience. Um, the mountain itself is very, very, very special uh, mm. compared to the other mountains because you literally like climb and go through different seasons at the same time. So you would start in a forest mm -hmm. and then go through like um, open space and, uh, and waterfalls and a, a little bit of rivers here and there. And then you would go into the glaciers. So wow. you would come across all these different uh, different terrains, terrains. different landscape yeah. it's like you're it's like you're going to a different location or a different place wow. but it's just one mountain yeah, yeah. that you see all of that and it's quite amazing it has an amazing altitude it's not simple 5,890 95 which is a very good altitude gain hmm. you do it in a week wow. uh, yeah I think you do you climb it in five days you hmm. summit on the sixth and then you come down on the seventh wow um so yeah it's uh it's a very good it's a very good mountain it's a beautiful mountain the energy of the people the africans is just <laughs> even if you're tired even if you're, you're exhausted just the moment that you're just with them and with their it energy just pushes you to move forward their songs and singing right. and their energy and their encouragement is just wow. amazing i would encourage whether you're a climber or not whether you're a startup or your experience it's just a nice mountain to go to. To go to. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. I'll put it on my bucket yes. list immediately. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> so, you know, when you're climbing mountains, and I think it comes with every physical challenge that we put ourselves into, right? So, there is a physical strength that is required, and so is a mental and emotional. Totally. Yeah. 
I have watched a lot of TED Talks and videos of other climbers and some of them have like broken down just narrating how they felt because the weather is so unpredictable. You are there, you've gone, you've trained, you've done everything, you've done everything right. But the weather is weather, you know, it doesn't work according to us and exactly. it changes in your... I, I was watching this uh, lady and she was like, I was stuck there for almost 10 to 12 days and literally no food to eat, couldn't even go out to poop, to do her, you know, daily yes. uh, uh, things that she, you know, a normal yes. human being would want to do. Every human being would want to do. Yes. So she, it was so difficult. Now, from your experience, I know physical strength, you can train. Yes. How do you train yourself mentally and emotionally? And when the challenges are so unpredictable, how do you keep up with that strength, both mental and emotional? So, um, that's the, that's a very good question. Initially, I didn't know how to train mentally. It took me time to hmm. learn it hmm. and I'm still learning it. Um, but I would say that within my physical training, hmm. I'm already mentally training for it. Right. Because within the training program itself, hmm. there is a lot of, so within the training program, it, 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 the trainer makes it very challenging that the moment that he asks you to do one more burpee or one more squat or one more movement and you're done, right. that's when you really need to get up and do it. Hmm. So, so, <laughs> so it's the same concept. Right. So it all depends on how you train for it hmm. within the physical. So it's both. You're not training with the uh, training Correct. with both Correct. separately. Yes. It, it, yes. It's combined. Hmm. Um, and I would say, yeah, I mean, uh, Signing up with a with a with a legit company that provides services that you really need is mm. very important. Right, the right gear is very important because you don't want to end up going there and feel like, oh shoot, I have the wrong pair of socks. Right, and it's going to ruin your entire expedition. Absolutely. So you have to be, you have to really know where what you're getting yourself into. Mm. Uh, you need to train for it physically and mentally within the same time. Um, and yes, you learn it with time mentally. I wouldn't say it would come to you immediately. It took me some time and I'm still training for it. So I would say what really works well for me and what I've been discovering even more lately is that the tougher I train physically, the more I'm prepared mentally. mentally. Yes, that's yeah. what I would say. Now, in terms of weather, mm. yes, I went through that once. Um, it was my first time going to Everest Base Camp. And basically, we were supposed to go to a peak called Island Peak. It's around 6,100, I think, meters above sea level. That was my first mountain to go above 6,000. And I really wow. wanted that experience. The moment we got to base camp, I was exhausted. But I wasn't exhausted. Not basically. So after base camp, Everest base camp, you go to Island Peak base camp. And I was exhausted. But I wasn't exhausted physically. It was more mentally. It was very mm. mental. And, and especially that um, sometimes your surroundings impact how you feel on the mountain mm. um, because you're at altitude and things happen. So um, it's very important that it's not easy. Uh, it takes time, still practicing, not to be impacted by your surroundings in terms of people, comments mm. uh comparison right uh it because it happens sometimes mm. um and also i would say your pace you have to be very gentle in yourself because mm. you see yeah the slower you are the better but sometimes you know 
when you feel that you're too slow, you're not moving, but you're still going forward. Right, right. So all these things, they kind of impact you mentally, I would Mm -hmm. say. Even for you not being able to shower for days. Yeah. Not having (laughs) accessibility to water to wash up. Mm -hmm. So you just end up using wipes for days and days and days. So being filthy for too long. Yeah. I mean, all these small factors... Yeah. They 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 are they kind of have a small impact. I wouldn't say it's huge, mm. but, but they still have an impact. They still they have an impact. Yeah. But the moment you remember why you're there and why you're doing this and how oh. much you want it, khalas. It goes away. It all it all goes away. You would have a breakdown. I had a so when when I was heading to Everest Base Camp, I remember I had a breakdown. Mm. I was just I just broke down crying. Wow. And 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 the I had an amazing guy, amazing guide. His name is Sandy. Hi, Tendi. So uh, he said, and he's like, why are you crying? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like, it's just, um, I finally made it. And he's like, yes, you're here. And then he's like, I want to ask you a few questions. I'm like, go ahead. And he said, how many people, is this your first time coming here? I'm like, yes. And he's like, has anyone from your country been here before? Hmm. And I was like, I don't know, but I don't think so. Right. And he's like, well. You're here. Yes. Yes. And look where you are and how far you came. And I remember I was terrified that day because the next day we were going to summit Mm -hmm. the the peak. And I know that it was quite technical and altitude. So I had all that, you know, that fear in me because it's my first time going through that experience. And I was at the same time too excited, but I couldn't sleep much because I was still nervous. (laughs) Um, But I remember waking up and I was waiting for them to call us. But what happens is that we had a snowstorm and then uh, our guide told us, listen, if we wake you up, we're heading up. Mm. If we don't wake you up. That means just stay where you are. Stay where you are. Mm. I couldn't sleep that night because I was just waiting for them Mm. to wake me up. (laughs) I was already up. I I want to go. I want to go. But yeah, they didn't wake us up. And I was just looking at the time and I kept on giving them more time and more time and the snow was up to here, and so you it wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't work. So people saw people who had did head there a day before they were able to summit, but mm. the next day it was just. And then, how many days before you could summit? How long were you stuck there for? I wasn't stuck. Oh, you weren't stuck. No, okay. we were able to uh, to go down. To go down. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we went down uh, to uh, a lower um, area, and then we just mm. took a heli back to. Oh, okay. The, yeah. Okay. So there's an option of taking a heli down. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Oops, I need to check that before I plan anything. <laughs> I mean, if you're going on a long... It's, it's a, if it, you're going to go down the same way you came up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes, especially with Everest. With Everest Base Camp, yes, it's worth to go back up and down. Mm. But if you're going up to a peak or uh, Everest, for example, mm. helicopters are... Yeah, they're okay. They're yeah. comfortable. Yes. <laughs> I absolutely loved it that, you know... You are actually mm, paving the way for so many more mm, younger Omani women or even older women. You know, I'm not sure if I we, do. <laughs> I mean, I would again go back to my own example that yeah. reading about you and knowing that, you know, in 2018, you just thought and, you know, now, mashallah, you've done so much. So that inspired me. And I'm sure you've done it to so many more women. So great job with that. For thank us, you. you know, thank you. Thank you so much for doing that. And I absolutely loved that you shared the story, you know, this episode, because it so happens that sometimes we get 
drawn by what others are saying and then yes. we lose focus of what we really have to do so you know thank you for highlighting that and it actually brings me to this question that i really wanted to ask that what happens is when we have a goal and that too when it comes to climbing now it is physically exerting yes now when we are in a competition now it is a mental competition of me against me or yes. it could be me against the others or even this thing oh i said i will summit mm-hmm. what if i do not and then what happens so sometimes you know we have these questions and it can be physically draining now there's a very thin line where it is your ego playing or it is your mind playing with you like don't do it giving up when you have to push yourself no mm-hmm. mind shut up you know i need to do this yeah. this very thin line between the ego and the mind actually tricking you because sometimes your body is colas saying like yes. ma'am i cannot move forward you yes. are doing wrong to yourself but it's the ego who says no go push what are you going to say to people like come on you just said you're going to summit kilimanjaro you train for like 8 months and you know now you don't do it how do you differentiate firstly that line like is it the ego or it is the mind okay. and how do you make that choice of you know staying true to yourself and being honest to your uh, inner voice and listening to it and saying it's okay i will come back again it's yes. no big deal so how do you differentiate a and b how do you actually stay true to your i'll be very honest with you i went through it twice really yes <laughs> so the same conflict you mean no I did not summit twice. Oh, okay. Because my body failed. Oh. So it happened. <laughs> um so I'll I'll just give you a very simple example. Um okay, after Kilimanjaro it was perfect. It was great. Great experience summited. Yay, thank you so much. Uh next mountain was Everest Base Camp. I didn't pick the weather happened situation, mm. but I got to Everest Base Camp. That was done. Next I went to Elbrus in Russia, which was I would say intermediate. Mm. There was that the summit day was a little bit challenging and yes, there was a point in the going to the summit where I didn't give up, but I remember I don't know if I want to say this. <laughs> but um let's say that I was at a particular pace and my guide was not very happy with it. Mm. So she was saying I think you should go faster and I'm like okay, I'll try. but i just went through my pace because at altitude it's a little bit difficult to go faster or fast so um i so i increased my pace but i i realized that it wasn't a physical challenge it was more of a mental, mental. challenge because mm-hmm. it was it was just the thing about climbing is that the moment you start climbing you're you're disconnected from everything you're just one step after the other one right. step after the other and it's just It's it's very soothing. It's like, you know, practicing yoga. Yes. And you're like It's very meditative. It's very meditative, mm. exactly. Um at the same time it's exhausting. Mm. At the same time <laughs> it's uh it's it's joy- joyful because you can see your surroundings. It's everything. It's a mix of everything. It's a mix of everything. But I remember her saying that if you don't go faster, mm. we may not we may have to go back and I'm like, "No. No matter what happens here today, I will not go back." Mm. because i felt strong mm. i didn't see that i had any problem mm. so why would i go back right so i just pushed further with my pace and that was completely fine right now the mountain after it then covid happened and then the mountain during covid i think that was in 2020 mm. no 2020 20. 20, I, w- i was stuck in amman 2021 i went back to nepal mm. 
and I was uh, attempting a, a peak called La Boucher, also around 6,200. And this is where my example would come to answer your question, is that um, I got to La Boucher High High Camp, which is, uh, I think it was 5,600 meters above sea level, and the summit was... I remember that it was not too far from the summit. I think it was around 400, 600 meters. I'm mm. not very sure. I need to check. Mm. But it was my last night. And then next morning, I would wake up and go to the summit and come down. Mm. That night, I got altitude sickness. Mm. Uh, I started having a very bad headache. They checked my oxygen level. It was around 40s and 50s, which is very low. Mm. So they gave me, an, I, I didn't feel like I was going to die. Mm. I just felt that, you know, I felt nauseous. Mm. I felt a headache. And then when they checked, they're like, okay, this is bad. I'm like, okay, but I don't feel bad. <laughs> I just feel this. Yeah. So, but then the moment they gave me oxygen, I felt way better. Mm. And, and then when I woke up next morning, they checked my oxygen level again. It was still low. Mm. So my guide was saying, okay, I don't think you should continue to go up mm. because it will be super dangerous. And I'm like, okay. Rule number one is some climbers made. It depends on your guide. It really depends on your guide. If you have a good guide, you can you can totally go with this rule. Always follow your guide's instructions. They know better. Um, but if you don't trust your guide, that's a different situation. Mm. I had a good guide, and having my oxygen level at that at that you know um that range was dangerous for me to go up right i came home disappointed because i really wanted i just wanted to go above six thousand. <laughs> you know i've been trying to do it um something always happens with it um but yeah it didn't work out and then when i came home i was fine and then i remember one person told me no you could have tried to go a little bit further and i'm like yeah i could have but I can always go back. Yeah, yeah. And, and especially with Le Boucher, I mean, it's a peak. It exists. The mountains are always there. Mm. Um, I had a good time. Mm. I met a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was during COVID, so it was a privilege for me to go there. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was an experience, so definitely. You, so you have figured the line and you do listen to... Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. And it happened again last january uh but this was a little bit tough okay <laughs> <laughs> this was really tough uh because this is a mountain that i really upgraded my training i would say hmm. um it was a training on a different level because hmm. it was one of the toughest mountains to climb it's called akinkagua mm -hmm. it's in south the highest uh, mountain in south of america oh, it's in wow. argentina uh -huh. with an altitude of seven thousand and 100 i think or not 6000 and something less than 700 7000 7, almost 7000 mm. anyway so um it was a mountain that i always wanted to do and i trained really hard for it super prepared from every aspect showed up had the best guide best gear best training best you name it mm. all my sav savings were gone fyi <laughs> So I don't have any savings <laughs> left for climbing. Yay. But worth it. Mm -hmm. um, I got there. I looked at the mountain. I was doing great. 
but I got a very severe altitude sickness at camp one, which is not even a high camp. And this is what was even more upsetting to me. But the thing is with this mountain, after going back and checking it out, the altitude gain that I had per day was pretty high. Mm. So you you would gain around 600, 800, 1,000 meters. Per day? Not per day, like every two days, which oh, is okay. quite a lot. Oh, okay. So the altitude gain was quite a lot for Aconcagua. And I think that was one of the main reasons why I... For you too. Yeah, yeah. But altitude is altitude. You never know why. Yeah. Regardless of you being prepared, it, it happens. Hmm. And it happened to me. And I remember that I was at Camp 1 as the second round. And my guide was amazing. He took care of me. And I, I just looked at him like that. And I'm like, so what's his... What's going to happen? Do you have oxygen? It's like, I don't have oxygen, but we have tablets that's going to give you, going to help you. And I'm like, okay. And then I looked at him like that and I'm like, okay, so what's the procedure? He's like, we'll speak to the doctor and we'll see how it goes. And then he was super nice. And then he just looked at me. He's like, you won't die. <laughs> don't worry. I'm like, that's so comforting. <laughs> I'm like, I know. It's okay. I don't feel like I'm going to die. I just feel like I'm going to die, but I don't feel like I'm going to die. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So um, I just felt really, really, really tired. And then he gave me the tablets and then I had, he, he took care of me all night. I had to have the fluids, the soups, the tablets. It's basically those tablets that they give you to get your heart rate up again right. and get the blood, blood flowing. Flowing, yes, yeah. Because my oxygen level was very, very low. Mm. Um, it worked. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I'm here now. Uh, and then I came down to base camp. Um, this is the second second biggest base camp after Everest base camp. Oh wow! Yeah, it's mm -hmm. pretty nice. They have beautiful showers. Amazing. <laughs> the, all, the best base camp that has shower is Aconcagua. Yeah, very nice. Um, so <laughs> but yeah, sometimes you would get some frozen water, so you can't shower early morning. Oh. So you have to shower when the sun is out, right? Which is noons. Yeah. So there are timings for it, <laughs> uh, and a line, yeah. very long line. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a it was a very it was something that I always wanted to do. It's one of the mountains that they always say it's a fifty fifty chance whether you could do it or you don't do yes. it. And yes. they're and you took your chance. I you took did. my chance, yeah. yes. It's either altitude or weather. So mine was altitude. Right. <laughs> um, but I had a good time. Mm. Uh, it was with a very good company, good team. Mm. Great guide, Nani. Hello, Nani. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Um, if it wasn't for him, I would not feel safe. Right. He, was, he was great. And then from base camp, we took the heli down. Mm. Um, and the moment I got, I didn't know how bad I was, you know, like, I went to, the, there's a doctor base in the base camp. So I went to see the doctor and he's like, okay, I think uh, you should really go down. I'm like, but I came all the way up hmm. <laughs> and I'm here and I took the medication now. Can I just continue? It's like after this, this after this particular medication, you can't can. stay at, at oh. altitude. You need to. You need to even stay off altitude for at least three months. And I'm like. But I'm the first Amani to do this. <laughs> like, no Amani has done it before. Oh, wow. Yeah, woman. Mm. There is one guy who did it, Sleiman and Nabi, mm -hmm. an amazing Amani climber. He mm -hmm. summited Everest this year. Yes, mm -hmm. you, should, you should have him. Yes, and for sure. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he, um, he did Aconcagua. Mm. Uh, and he's the only Amani who did it. But it, that wasn't the target. It was just right, me wanting right. to do it. Yeah. But I was like, come on. But if it happened, yeah, why not? Why not? You know? yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, it was, it was something that I came home with and initially I wasn't at peace with it when I was there. 
So I, I had a couple of weeks left in, in Argentina and I'm like, you know what? I won't go home. I'll go to Patagonia. <laughs> I'm going to go enjoy myself. So I had a full plan in Patagonia and it was amazing. That's great. As long as you enjoyed yourself and I needed, off the mountain. And I, need, and I needed it. Yes, you needed it. I needed it after yeah. the mountain yeah. just to recover and get through what I went through. Right. And then when I was home, I was fine. That's me. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you, because you have done quite a few expeditions now. Correct. And uh, no experience is the same, right? Every experience yeah. is different. And Completely. I'm sure you would have so many unique takes from every expedition that you've Correct. been to. And even through the training, you know, so it's, it's not just then, but it's before and after as well that teaches totally. you so much. But do you remember or can you, can you pick that one thing and be like, now that was a turning point of my life or that just shifted so much? It was definitely Kilimanjaro. Yeah. That was my starting you point. Yeah, yeah, totally. It, after climbing that mountain and seeing how I felt about it and mm -hmm. what I earned out of it. and. Uh, I always say this, and it's true, and I've learned it from a different climber, is that the moment you start climbing is the moment you actually sign up and train and then climb. So the climb doesn't happen on the mountain. It happens the moment you sign up for it. Right. Train, prep, because right. the prep is as hard as climbing the mountain. Hmm. 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 It's not easier, and you need to, it needs to be that hard. Right. Yes, of course, of course. To put ready. you in that yeah. mindset. Yes, I would say... Kilimanjaro definitely was my starting point. It changed a lot in me uh, and within. It completely started a new life, a new passion, uh, new friends. Uh, it opened up my new world. New opportunities. Opportunities, yes, totally, totally. Yes, like, I think that was it. Um, and then from that moment, I just wanted to keep on trying uh, to do more to and do more. more and more mm. yeah it was definitely my starting point so you know you even give the credit to the mountains for uh, putting you on a path of soul searching and a path of finding your purpose um, would it be wrong to say that Hanna and Gudu are a part of your purpose are they in line with totally. what you have figured out in particular, I would say Hunna. Hunna, yes. So Gudu is something that me and my partner with all have started, mm -hmm. and it came through Hunna. Right. Long story short, uh, but Hunna uh, is basically indeed inspired through my journey. And I didn't know that I would end up doing this ever. Um, so after, uh, after climbing and traveling for quite some time, COVID happened. Mm. And... Uh, and I, and I have a, a group of friends who have achieved so much. So during COVID, there was a lot of online, you know, meetups, uh, meetups and, yes. and, and talks right. and interviews. And I got a lot of that oh. from different people. And I'm like, okay, uh, I have, you know, my friends who have also achieved and so much. Yes. But they're not much, they're not very much exposed on social media as much as right. I was during that time. Right. And then I'm like, you know what? I have time. I'm stuck at home mm. <laughs> and I'm like, why don't I start a platform that speaks of women in sports and adventures in Amman? Wow. Yeah. And it was just supposed to be an, a live interview, as simple as that. Right. Um, and I wanted to do it also on my personal account. And then when I saw, and I did that once, and then I saw a lot of response saying, why don't you do this on a different account? I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's going to be more focused. Yes. So I started a new account. Um, I had a lot of support from my friends. Amazing. Uh, with the logo from my partner. 
um with the photo shoot is amazing i absolutely love the photo shoot when it came yes. out yeah amazing i mean it has the culture yes. element and it has the kick-ass element yes. you know of women being these badass in 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 a lot of healthy way i'm not trying to say badass no, in a negative totally. way but it's <laughs> totally. such, such a totally. true spirit and it's amazing i absolutely love the photo shoot so it was my friend mona shedani who t- took those photos for me and we were discussing it for a while it wasn't even for the project he's like noor i want to take photos of you with traditional nomadic clothes and some hiking gear i'm like yeah we should do that and then the, the project idea came and then i'm like listen Mm. You want to take this photo shoot for me? He's like, yeah. I'm like, how about we do it for a project? And right. he's like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so um, I want the the whole idea of this photo shoot is to actually show the Omani women. Right. If you notice that most of the Omani women are very cultural, mm-hmm. yet they're very strong and they're right. very passionate. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they love what they do in different mm-hmm. sports. And we just wanted to show those different sports and and. And basically representing them as who they are through right, this photo shoot. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. Yes. And it because uh, the intention is so beautiful, it actually translates. Yeah. So whenever I see your page, it just gives me such amazing vibes. So great work because it does give that energy out. So uh, I believe that if your intentions are right, Correct. it will translate. Yeah. And I'm so glad that that's your COVID baby. So my podcast, you are using, is also a COVID <laughs> yes, baby. So yes, I started it yes. in 2020 May. Yes. And it was a similar thing, you know, when I saw everybody um, canceling 2020 and, you know, giving up on their dreams. No. And there was yeah. so much negativity, a negative narrative around it. Yeah. So I said, okay, there is so much mm, good around me why why don't i just bring that goodness around and just inspire myself first so this is like my university so from every guest there's so much that i learn so it's more of a selfish platform for me because then i get to grow up with you know with me whoever listens to it so this is my intention you know i was like this is my university and i'm so grateful that Mm, uh, I wouldn't say so great for COVID to happen because then, you know, it's not the right statement to make. But I think it's always uh, important for us as human beings to take the present or the circumstances and change it to the way we want it. So COVID happened and this is what I, you know, made out of it with a lot more other things or a lot other things that I didn't do. And you came up with her nest. I think COVID gave us something great as well. Totally. I mean, I've been traveling and going around and... It was very, I didn't realize it until COVID happened. Hmm. So when COVID happened, I realized that I really had to slow down. Right, right, right. And I really, and slowing down helps you think. Absolutely. And thinking is what got me into starting Hunna. Hmm. And then um, my partner, Wasal, got involved and, and now we do it together. And then through Hunna and meeting the different athletes and covering their stories, it took us to different places around Texas, Amman. Yeah. Yeah. And one of them was the fun. <laughs> and this is where Godou started, started because we ended up in the fun. And because we love the far so much, that's where Godou started. So like the thing is that about us is that when the moment we started Hunna, we like and just worked through Hunna and the women and Godou. I don't know. People ask me what's next. I'm like, I don't know, because the flow of what's happening is what's going to take me next. Right. You know, right, we're, we're, right. we're not even plan. We didn't even plan it. It happened very organically. It yes. just came in. Yes, yes. I would yes. say yes. And we just work with it. Like, what do we want? What's our vision? What do we want to do? And we just place that. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just me and her and our, 
and we have our marketing manager, Salem. So it's just the three of us in the team. Yeah. So I feel like once you start walking on a path, yeah, there are so many things that happen like a byproduct. Correct. You know, so you don't focus on it. Like, oh, how did this happen? Totally. So it's just a matter of choosing your path and just walking on it. Correct. And there'll be so many other branches, you know, that open up from it. So Correct. yeah, and that's, that's such a great example for it. You know, yeah. and you're, you're living it. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, you already uh, mentioned that, you know, people have asked you what next, what next. But yeah. I want to know, you know, with Hanna, with climbing, I mean, with uh, your last climb was a while back. And then now you, you've announced it that you don't have any more savings you know, no. to go for another climb. I really want to go. But is, is there anything <laughs> next planned on your agenda? Like, yes. Is there something that you're aiming at? Yeah, there are a couple of mountains that I mm-hmm. really, really, really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. There is one that I want to do this year and one next year, but I'll be very honest. There is a lot happening with Hunna and Rudu right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. and financially, I'm not ready as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the timing, I would say. Right. Perhaps it may not happen mm-hmm. as it should this year and next year, but let's see. You never know. Yeah. Regardless, I'm still training. Yay! <laughs> um, and I'm still training towards it. Hmm. Uh, and I'm still, I'm still having it in mind. So whatever happens, you never know what happens. Right. So at least so, you're prepared for it. Yes. So you're preparing up, yourself. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. But then other than Hanagudu, is there anything else also that you are planning? Mountains. Mountains. Yeah. Yes. That's it. That, that, is, that is like yeah. your priority. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Those are the three things that I live for <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing yeah. you know i feel there is a uh, there is a sort of a divine intervention that happened you know in in the process of us finding our purpose or discovering something like you know apple must have fallen on so many people's head but it's only this one person who who tried to question that why did the apple fall on my head and then discovered the gravitational force so i feel that was a divine intervention because Correct. you know you need to have a different mindset to see these things you know and that's why i think science is a beautiful language because that's why they call it discovery like it's not like i have found something yeah. like it was already covered and i've discovered it Correct. so it existed and i have you know discovered it so i think it's beautiful you know what scientists do so i feel like even with your journey there was a divine intervention to put you because you said right that you were looking for something Correct. you were wanting something and you didn't know what. No. And Kilimanjaro happened. Mm-hmm. And then through that, since 2018, now you're in 2022. Now you are creating platforms for so many other women, you know, to, to be known. As, as you said, like, they were not known because they're not on social media, but you're highlighting their stories. Yes. And now you're giving an opportunity because I've seen some, uh, you know, clips of Gudu, you know, and I've seen yes. women in abayas and burkas, yes. you know, these bunch Amazing. of women, yes. uh, Arab women going through, you know, going for hikes and going yes. here, going there in nature. And I think it's just so powerful. That image, it, it it's still live in my head. You know, when I looked at it, I was like, it is so powerful. So I think it was a divine intervention to bring you to this path because this is your purpose and this is what you have to do. Correct. Do you feel that? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Goosebumps right now as you speak. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. Because it this is. is exactly what I could, you know, sense from whatever we have spoken and whatever I've read about you and whatever I've seen. I was like, man, you are the chosen one, you know, you know, to to felicitate so many great things that are happening and a lot more that is yet to come. So Noor, as a sign off, <laughs> is there anything that you would like to say? 
to me and to everybody. No, not to me. I'm just kidding. But yeah, <laughs> to everybody, if there is a message, of course, that message would yes. even come from me. I mean, I'm sure I'm getting to learn so much already. And that would teach me as well. But is there anything that you would like to say as a sign off to everybody? Um, I don't, this kind of question always <laughs> gets me stuck. I'm sorry. I didn't want to corner you. Uh, it, it, comes, it comes with me when I when towards what you just said. I would say that if you're a person who is searching for something, it takes time. So don't get too busy looking for it. Just get busy living different experiences to find out what it is and it will come to you um and i think what you just said uh kind of gives that answer it came to me hunda came to me Radu came to me my partner came to me the people who su are supporting us with everything that we do came to us uh yeah. it's just about you getting out there and putting yourself out there and experiencing it all and yeah Yes, it is so important to put ourselves out there. I think we are hiding, you know, behind our phone screens and just trying to live other people's lives. And I feel, and there's nothing wrong on being on social media, but I feel there's a lot of time and energy that is being wasted, you know, looking like somebody doing what somebody else is doing. Oh, I want to do that. But I think it's so important to just put yourself out there and just live yeah. as Noor said, you know, let's I just mean, live. Everybody has... God has created every person here in, on earth and every person has a purpose. Yeah. Every person. And it ne doesn't necessarily have to be the same, but everybody is meant to do something. Something. Whatever yes. it is. Yeah. So let's yeah. just find our little something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and create a hun and go to like you never big know. things. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you, so you so much, much for having me. absolutely amazing. <laughs> I enjoyed this conversation. Thank and you. Me inspired me so many ways thank you I can't so even much tell you. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to today's episode if it has inspired you even slightly then please like share and comment see you on the next one until then remember our time is limited let's make the most of it keep watching you are human on youtube and listen to these amazing conversations on spotify and other audio platforms